Welcome to Beyond the Yard Sign, a podcast brought to you by Hunt Real Estate ERA, an equal housing opportunity company. I'm Sarah Kleiber, Business Development Manager, and it's a privilege to be here with you. This is an invitation to get to know us for who we are, Beyond the Yard Sign. Our vision at Hunt is to always be there for you, which simply means that we are the only truly integrated real estate and homeownership services organization in the markets we serve. And through this integration of services, we can uniquely support our sales professionals and our customers in a one-stop fashion, simplifying and improving the entire homeownership experience. Our mission is very simple also. Successful professionals, growing profitably, providing superior experiences. This is our assurance to all within our organization and to all with whom we come in contact. We appreciate this opportunity to showcase the great things and people that got us to where we are today and continue to contribute to our growth. I am here today with the chairman and CEO of Hunt Real Estate ERA, Peter Hunt. Thank you for being here. It's great to be with you, Sarah. Thank you. I have to to tell you I'm having a flashback right now. Um, The first time we were in this sort of setting, you interviewed me on your radio show as a Industry rising star. It's a while ago. <laughs> it sure was. You've risen. You know, in, in, in some ways, Peter, it does seem like when, uh, when I you know, reflect back on the, the career and everything I've been through, in some ways it does seem like such a long time ago, and honestly, in some ways it doesn't. It, in some ways, it's, it, I think to myself, where did, where did time go? I think that has to do with how much fun you're having. You know, this, the fun thing ebbs and flows, but I think generally speaking... It's been a fun ride. I could not agree more, and um, especially in my current role. I'm often noted for, uh, especially from our new candidates, for the passion that I have when it comes to this industry and this company. And I agree with you. I will say that the credibility attached to that statement that, that I display comes from my experience. There's been a lot that has changed over the past 28 years, but been a great ride and uh, I'm grateful to you for that. It's my pleasure entirely. So um, that's going to be the topic of our chat today, change. But being a rising star in your early 20s back then was rare. I'm I'm sure you could agree with that. Um, But that's not the case today. In fact, Business First recently published an article titled Residential Real Estate's Next Generation Taking Hold. And it actually featured two of our newer professionals. It talks about how we, as an industry, are continuing to get younger and younger. And I'd like to start by asking you, Peter, what are some of the differences that you've noticed in Hunt Real Estate's new sales professionals? Well, the obvious thing would be that they are, um, just as you say, they're, they're a new generation. And as such, there's, there's always characteristics of a generation that don't look a lot like the previous generation. For example, this current generation is the first generation to grow up almost 100% with a smartphone in their hands. That's changed everything. The computing power of cell phone is, is staggering compared to what uh, existed even 15 years ago. There was never a, an iPhone until 2007. So these people that are starting at, that we would call young today uh, know no, nothing different. And because of that, uh, their, their connectivity to the 
world, to each other, is vastly different than we knew in the past. And I think there's both good and bad to that. The good is, obviously, there's instantaneous communication, instantaneous access to just about el- any information you want anywhere in the world on any property. It doesn't even have to be for sale. Mm-hmm. Whereas it required a lot of research way back when. So that that the speed of, of communication, the speed of access to information <clears throat> radically changes the power that an individual prof- professional has vis-a-vis their customer. <clears throat> Having said that, the customer has this almost exactly the same information in their hands. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the role of, of the new professional has to be more consultative. It has to be more advisory. It has to be more from a negotiating skill perspective. It has to be more from a, uh, a really standpoint of how do I best prepare my customer to go through what they're going to be going through as opposed to just handing them a bunch of information. They've, they've already got the information. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Um, what are some of the changes that we have made or in what, would, in what ways would you say we here as, as leadership and, and, and as a team have adapted to this next generation? Let's go back in time a little bit. If you look at if you look at really what the foundation of the rapid growth of this company was, it was essentially two things. It was recruiting, finding people that wanted to be in this business, not just that were looking to get a real estate license for whatever reason, but wanted to be in this business. And secondly, it was it was training and development. How did we take someone with an interest, a passion, as you described, for this business? this industry, how do we take just that kind of raw material and turn that into a professional in the marketplace? So that's always been our MO since I've been involved anyway. And I think it's critical that we look at that and then say, okay, what did we, how did we adapt over those periods of periods of years to, to come to the type of organization we are today? Well, number one, we easily and not so easily, but early on we're adopters of really any form of technology that that was part that was going to be part of our industry and we even created our own we created the first customer service center in the industry anywhere in North America and all that was was built on a, a it was built on a platform that was simply a um, what was called a, a branch structured system of telecommunications where a call would come in and based upon a branch structured scripting system respondent, our person, would would route that call in terms of the, the dialogue with the customer through to a point where we were collecting data, and then all of a sudden we had a whole bunch of data on who would respond to any ad on any listing. Mm-hmm. So we were we took technology and wrapped it around an old system, an old an old advertising, print advertising system. And we functioned that way for really from nineteen ninety until say good solid 10 years before uh, computer technology was changing all around us, largely through the uh, explosion of the internet. And as, as that took place, all of a sudden, the way customers got information and how they chose to communicate with a real estate professional changed radically. They didn't want to make a phone call anymore, basically is what happened. Right. So we adapted a number of ways. We began in 1995 with a, a technology system, which was what we, a showing system. And we were one of the first ones in the country. To, we were actually the second one in the country to do that. And we actually were going to do be the first one 
but it was kind of an accident. It's a long story. But the long story short, we had to write that system, the software system, in the latest, the latest language, and again and again and again and again. We got to a point where we'd written it six times, and the seventh time just wasn't practical anymore, so that we began to do what a lot of companies were doing, which is to outsource. So we outsourced that uh, to a, another platform, that, which we were very familiar with, which we continue to use today. Along the way, we, we adopted other forms of technology, CRM technology, customer relationship management technology. We were the first adapters of that. As a matter of fact, in about, say, to be precise, I would say 12 years ago, 13 years ago, we, we started on the path of building our own technology platform, an integrated technology platform, which really was way ahead of its time. We built modules that were to interact with one another to create a flexible platform that as time evolved, as time, <coughs> excuse me, as time went on, we would be able to add on new pieces to our technology platform, we thought seamlessly. Well, as it turns out, every time we added something new and perfected that, it broke something else in the system. So, so and along the way, there's a there was a parallel set of uh, development processes going on with third parties, building stuff for our industry. So we chose, a, I don't know how many years ago now, but several years ago to rather than build our own would be to buy pieces and create a platform that was flexible enough that we could add on as we as we grew which brought us to the system we use today second flashback thank you i uh that first customer service center that you're describing was housed at what used to be our university right down the street yep and when i was attending that university prior to that prior to that was on main street I yeah mean, we've had it all over the place but um when I was attending our university, my husband and I shared one car. So he dropped me off, but I, actually, I had to actually wait an hour for him to get off work to pick me up, and I'd hang out with uh, with our OG customer service um, reps. And I didn't know how new it was. I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. So I would just listen, and I actually learned a lot from their dialogue and interacting with what I was hoping would be my future what opportunities. We're, what we're trying to do there, which I hope you saw, we were trying to bring some consistency into the, the interaction with the customer. Prior to our creation of the Customer Service Center, every, every single customer interaction by phone was really pretty random because there was this stuff called floor time. Where right. An agent would sign up or be assigned floor time. He might have started two weeks ago. The next floor time shift might have been a 10-year veteran. The one after that, a 20-year veteran all with different skill sets, all with different abilities relative to that inbound call, such that if a customer made the mistake or the, or the benefit of calling in one of those three sets of times, would get an entirely different experience. Mm -hmm. So our, our, our first objective with customer service was to make that experience consistent and collect consistent data. So we knew what people called on, why they called, what time of day they called, and then once the lead was transferred to one of our real estate professionals, there was the ability to follow up. And by the way, feed that information back to clients, sellers, so they knew, they would know what type of person is responding to their call, to, the, to their listing. And, and, and you know, the, the idea was went way beyond that and the possibilities went way beyond that. Could we then predict if we got a listing in you know, Dana Heights or something in Williamsville or any place else for that matter, after a few listings, after we'd had a few listings, could we predict 
if there was a neighborhood from which one person might be likely to move to come into Dana Heights. And sure enough, those patterns started to emerge. And our, our most astute and most, I guess, resourceful real estate professionals made use of that data. If they went on a listing, they took a prospect list with them. What a way to sell your value. Gen gen <laughs> yeah, exactly. Generated yeah. by, by this system. Mm -hmm. The fact that people stopped calling is what broke that system down. Now, now they pretend to be able to do that through the third-party websites, for example, our own website. But it's very, it's very imprecise. It's nowhere near as precise as this. Uh, the data is nowhere near as precise. We know when people looked at a listing, how long they stayed on the website, et cetera, but we don't know much else about yeah. them. This, the nostalgia that's in the air right now, you were talking about floor time. Um, I, I'm reminiscing about the, the battle of Saturday morning when the Home Finder came out. You wanted that Saturday morning floor time shift because they were drinking their coffee, reading the Home Finder, and well, making phone calls. And look at the Home Finder today. It's, <laughs> it's, about, it's a shadow of its former self. Exactly. Uh, Peter, let's turn the table for a minute. Um, we were talking about what we've adapted to and, and, and what we've learned from this next generation that we're, that we're calling it. What do you feel this next generation should do or change, whether it's in their lifestyle or mindset, to adapt to a career in real estate today? First and foremost, I think anyone, whether they're brand new or they've been around for 100 years, what, what they need to do is, is to expand their, their spectrum of possibilities in terms of where the next lead is going to come from. We had a very limited pos set of possibilities years ago. Social media and the Internet largely have changed all that, but we had for sale by owners, expired listings. We had uh, farming experience. We had uh, relocation. We, there were, but it was a very s fairly limited set of, of options when you came into the office on a given today, mm -hmm. day. Just last week, I met with w one of our group of senior advisors, and we developed just, I was just listening, and I was asking them how their business has evolved, just as you're asking me here. And we had 16 different options that we developed just randomly. And there's probably five more. Who knows how many more there are? Mm -hmm. So the first thing to do would be to just open your eyes and expand your, your possibilities. Not that you're going to be good at or have enough time to pursue all of them, but pick the ones where, where you have the greatest degree of comfort and, and confidence so that you can adapt them. There's been a lot of energy spent and money buying leads from third-party sources. For some people, that's been extremely effective, and I, I'm never going to diminish that. For other people, many of our seasoned team leaders, for example, they're evolving totally away from those things, where others are diving in with both feet. So I'm not, again, there's no prejudice one way or the other. But one of the first things you need is expand your, your range of possibilities, your spectrum of possibilities in terms of where the next lead is coming from. Um, take, for example, open houses. I think open houses are still extremely effective, and we're, we, we, we learn that every week with a new project that we just opened up a couple weeks ago. We're open every Saturday, 10 in the morning till noon. Now, you think, well, gee, that's not the usual time for an open house. But every week, 20, 30 people come in. We used to do Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. We, I mean, we had, it was traditionally Sunday afternoon, 1 to 4. That got cut back to 1 to 3. One to three. Then it was Saturday, 1 to 3, and Sunday, 1 to 3. But these things evolve. But open open your eyes, I guess, is the first thing. That is great advice. Thank you. 
Peter, we uh, we just celebrated the best year ever in Hunt Real Estate's history, and uh, two days ago we entered the one hundred and eleventh fiscal year. I have been proud of our decision to be humble during what was a very, very difficult time for many, many, many people. Um, we've been through wars, recessions, blizzards, booms. Did you ever think that we would add a pandemic to that list? No. Uh, and I guess like a lot of people, I wanted to deny that it was really impacting us as much as it was mm-hmm. when this whole thing started. As you know, Sarah, I was trying to digest all the information I could get on what was going on around us. And it was extremely frustrating, if nothing else. But out of that, I was communicating with our people, first of all, on a daily basis, then every few days, and then every week. And then the pace of change changed. In other words, the pace of change slowed down. Initially, people were just trying to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, everyone was scared, so everyone retreated. I looked at a graph today, for example, of male and female employment levels over a period of time and, and watching watching them both as a percentage of the total population, both of them growing to a point where they peaked in 2019. And then, of course, March of 2020, the world falls apart in this huge spike downward in both directions. And we're not back to that level first. So, no, you could never have anticipated this. No one, no one could have. And I guess... It, it brings to mind all kinds of kind of very, very negative things about the world more generally. Having said all that, a virus is a virus. It's not going to go away. And I think the way we adapted here at this company in our 110th year was, was truly remarkable. We, we paid very close attention to the protocols that were basically told to us. We did everything we had to do. Mm-hmm. We kept 100% of our people employed. We made sure all of our offices were open and safe, mm-hmm. but we said to everybody, you have to come and go as you feel comfortable. Uh, some people were still coming to the office every single day <coughs> using all the protective protocols, but but other people just chose to go on unemployment, for example, which yeah. which they allowed un- independent contractors to do. But a- every day was, was, I hate to say every day was a new experience, but it really was. We were, we were scrambling. We were trying to come up with anything we could possibly do to keep our people excited about the business, to be able to take advantage of the opportunity. And we had a a terrible April of 2020 and a less terrible but still terrible May, and then June took off like a skyrocket. Mm -hmm. We had successive best months in our company's history from June through October. And then we (coughs) continued to move forward all through the last fiscal year, which is November till just a few days ago, such that we ended the year almost 30% ahead in volume from the year before. I, I want to take just a, a couple of seconds to thank my leadership team during during that time, um, your son, Charlie. Um, every day, we had a Zoom meeting every day from 3 to 4 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And there were some times we talked nothing about real estate or what was going on. We just cried, laughed, Um there were, there were some on that team that, that were mothers that were trying to juggle this full-time job and learning how to, you know, teach math the new, the new way today. Um, you know, somebody like me that does not work well 
from home with all the distractions that are there. And uh, I, I know that I'm speaking for everybody on my leadership team that during that time, that hour for a lot of us was a moment to just be with each other, remind each other that we're not alone. And for me personally, that group of people is why I will always forever um, be part of this team. Uh, I, I, I say that with confidence. Um, in, in closing, uh, Peter, and keeping with the topic of, of the year change, for me personally, this was a year that I, I feel like I was reintroduced to our mission, re-energized by it. Um, we focused on it a, a lot more than in the previous years, and in fact, with some experiences, you did not change it, but you abbreviated it. Can you tell me what what led to that? Well, first and foremost, I, I figured just, just like you said, the lack of focus may have been because it was too many words and people couldn't remember. <laughs> so uh, I, I happened to be reading one of the million articles I seem to focus on from time to time. One of them said that if you can't squeeze it down to six words, you might as well not bother because they won't remember. So I squeeze it down to seven. And, and, and that's where we stand. I, I don't know which one I'd take out, but successful professionals providing, uh, growing profitably, providing superior experiences is, is about as concise as I think we could be that tells our story. And I think it tells a great story. First of all, the use of the word professional. Everywhere you go, today was agents day, for example, at the Association of Realtors. Agents, I think that's a demeaning term myself. Dan, Mursky, our marketing director, was among the first to really lead us into introducing the term professional as opposed to agent. I like it a lot better, and I, 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 I will not use anything else. Occasionally, the word agent slips out of somebody's mouth, and I, I want to quickly correct them. At this company, they're professionals. Growing profitably, this year we paid so much more money to our people. So you talk about living your mission. We lived it, and our professionals are experiencing in their pocketbook. Nothing could be better. Mm -hmm. Providing superior experiences. That goes across the whole group of our companies. If, it, if the experience is not beneficial, people don't want to do it. I mean, it's just not any fun. And there's not a lot of fun in a mortgage application. Mm -hmm. Yet we can make the experience fun based on the relationship we build with the customer between our sales professional and and that customer. And that's that's really where it begins and ends. Because our, in addition to our mission, we have to look at what our core competency is. And our core competency, we have to assume our co we're competent when it comes to the, our product and our service and the knowledge of all everything related to those things. But better than that, and more important than that, what we have to be really good at is relationship building. That has to be our core competency. And then surrounding all of that is the vision of this organization which is very simply always there for you, which means we're an integrated real estate and home ownership services organization. And that's one thing that I never want our people to forget and I constantly remind our people of because otherwise you're just an agent. You're just a transaction facilitator, whereas our people are much more than that. They bring, they bring a every service relative to the transaction. They bring with them when they begin that relationship building process with a customer. I think the proof is in where we are today and where we're going. And I, I want to sincerely thank you, Peter, for taking the time to share your thoughts on where we've been, where we are, where we're going. This is all really, really exciting. And thank you 
um, from me to you for making it that way. Well, thank you, Sarah, for inviting me. You're welcome. And what's also exciting is your future career in real estate, or maybe that first step towards your home ownership journey. No matter what's on your mind, reach out to us. We here at Hunt Real Estate ERA are going to prove that we are always there for you.